Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Osiris. All right, we're live. We got a thumbs up here. Um, Hey, we're here. Brian is not here, but Jonathan is here. So we are, again, three of us here to talk about night two of Fish Summer Tour. Hi, Jonathan. Hello. How are you guys doing? Hey, guys. I'm good. How are you both? I'm well. Extremely warm. Yeah, there's a lot of that. So I'm drinking hot coffee to combat it. I mean, turns out the middle of the summer is is very warm, and it seems to be surprising people, including me. So, you know, that's how it goes. Um, I know. I'm like I'm like gearing myself up to see these Wilmington shows next week. I was down there to see my family last week, and it was so fucking hot and humid. And I was like, oh god, I'm having like flashbacks to Raleigh and the three of us like embracing and like the world's sweatiest hug that ever so existed. So much sweat. Um, oh, so much yeah. sweat. I'm so not. Much I've, sweat. I feel like, you know, you go outside and it's like 90 and you're like, I start walking and then I'm like, oh, this isn't so bad. And then, you know, after like four minutes, I'm like, I'm going to die. So (laughs) my solution to that is to stay inside and finish podcasts early so I can turn on the air. Genius. Genius. (laughs) Um, Well, we promise to keep these quick. So we're, let's do it. We're already kind of, you know, halfway failing because we haven't talked about last night but it's okay because we haven't we haven't we haven't had jonathan here yet for one of these um so do you want my full recap right. of night one i'm just kidding yes please. <laughs> um i thought it was uh, I, 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 very quickly I, th- I thought it was yeah. a uh, a solid start you know nothing mind-blowing i brian covered it i think the similar to my thinking which is that it they didn't blow the doors out like for night one seattle but uh not bad and i think based on last night good trajectory 
Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, we got a six song second set, um, which we're going to talk about. But first, we have to talk about the first set, which has some really good stuff in it. Plasma into Sigma Oasis into Wolfman's Evolve, Maul into Bouncing, Stash and Bowie combo to close out. Jonathan, I, I assume you liked that um, the end of that set, if not if not the whole set. But what were your what were your, what were your highlights? <laughs> I have thoughts about the end of that set. I I got to say, I think my highlight is probably the Sigma Oasis jam. But yeah. oh, Plasma as an opener is a great sign, I think. I think when they first started playing it, I might not have, even though I've always liked it, I might not have seen it that way. But at this point, you can hear really good interplay with the band in Plasma. So like six minutes into the show, like they're really listening and working together. And that pays off in Sigma Oasis, which gets a real type two jam. It doesn't go... 20 minutes. So uh, they're the Mockingbird people are holding on to their dollars. I really respect, by the way, all the people who do this challenge to the donations for every 20 minute jam. Um, I hope that for every eight, all these 18 minute jams, maybe they uh, pony up and throw down something because I don't think fish is going to go there <laughs> yet. Yet. That um, Megan, I want to hear your take. I mean, the Sigma jam, I thought um, I felt like Trey was really like, out front and pushing the others to, to kind of catch up or, or to keep up, um, which I don't think you see as much as, as, you know, I'm not going to say like reminded me of a 93 jam or anything. Cause I think it's, it's so different, but I just felt like Trey was really out front and, and they were, they were kind of catching up like in that, that interview that we did with Trey for undermine about 97, he talked about kind of like riding the wave of, of pages since in that Denver show and like it's interesting like sometimes he is kind of like riding the wave of what the others are doing but I think this jam it felt like he was creating the wave Jonathan looks skeptical but I want to hear what both yeah. you have to say yeah well go ahead Megan I I, I am skeptical but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to me, this jam sounded really conversational, and I thought a lot of the jamming did this whole night. I thought that they sounded like whenever I was tuning into this jam, I kept like isolating each of them, and they were each doing something super cool. I thought it sounded like a little almost plinko in the earliest part of the jam, but then it just was super layered like right away. Paige lays on the synth, and Fish brings in that cowbell, and then Trey comes through with those like super optimistic notes. Like I feel like Sigma Oasis jams make me hopeful for humanity. Like it's like there's so much hope and like optimism in in this jam and in so many of Trey's new songs. And I love how it ends in like a wall of sound. So I hear what you're saying about Trey, especially he's playing like really kind of hopeful, forward facing and feeling notes. Maybe that's kind of like what you're hearing. But yeah, to me, all of the jamming last night sounded really conversational and. They all seemed really to be listening well to each other, which was really exciting to me. And even though a lot of the gems didn't go long, I felt like they had a lot in them. I agree. I, I think Paige is playing uh, really great stuff. Uh, his piano solo in was is Plasma and just all of them. Like every time he takes the lead, I'm really enjoying the sounds he's getting. And I think that Trey is too. Uh, he seems to be really like responding to that. Um and uh, Mike is mixed really well. Just before we went live, before you guys jumped on, I was sitting here with Megan might have spotted me when she jumped, logged in. <laughs> I had my earbuds in here and I'm just listening to the live fish and Mike comes through so cleanly. He's got like, I, I feel like he's dialed his sound in to go with the new bass. 
that he was working with last spring and it just sounds really nice punchy right through the mix and uh and i think they're playing really well i i gotta i've gotta scream out how great evolve is yeah you know, no jam here but uh, who it fine. It's a great song. Really nice performance. I don't remember feeling this way about the fish performances of this song previously, but it's been a little while. It's been like, I don't know. It's been a little while, 40 some shows. So um, I, I like the way it sounded last night for sure. And just to round up my thoughts on this first set, it's a good stash. It's not a deep stash. It's a really good Bowie, but not a really deep mm-hmm. Bowie. There's a little jamming, but it's still very, david bowie it doesn't blow out into something else but i but like it sounded like you said really tight and they sounded really kind of like locked in yeah. i throughout the this whole set and i agree with evolve i just this song is to me i think going to be one of those songs that just stays around for a really long time and is like super meaningful to us it the lyrics are so great and it's again one of those songs that's like perfect for like when it was written but also kind of translates outside of the context and Trey was just smiling so big when he was singing this song and Paige was playing so optimistically and the whole beginning of this set I was like life's gonna be okay you know I felt like, <laughs> I felt like Fish was trying to tell us that it was really nice I I really like this first set I would have been really happy to be there and hear this first set in person yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to say just on Evolve, I think we talked about this, but um, Tom came out with the Dogs in the Pile guys on um, July 7th in Asbury. And you can hear that on Nugs, actually, um, which is which is cool. They put that up there. But um, I think we talked about this maybe in the spring, but I don't know if we've talked enough about the fact that Paige and Trey doing those two albums, like they're, they're yeah. so in sync. And I noticed like the harmonies on Evolve page was just right there and, and adding so much. And it just, it feels like they're particularly really in sync, um, which is, yeah, which is really cool. I agree. To uh, totally I mean, agree. Trey and Fish are like always in sync. And uh, Mike has been really strong for a number of years, just right down the middle with this band through the whole band sound and playing and, and, and Paige has not been slouching in any way, but I really feel like, feel like he and Trey have dialed into one another uh, nicely in these last few tours. Before we talk about the second set, I want to just put this comment up there. Um, they seem very tight, trying to pack a punch and shorter jams. Mm-hmm. Trey's voice sounds beautiful. Sounds beautiful this tour. I think Trey is like the the his voice has like kind of balanced out. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel like he's not he's not pushing it as hard, but it's like but it's working. So far, I haven't heard him really like go anywhere that maybe is, I don't know. I don't think he hasn't overdone it in any way. Like he, you know, he's, he's still singing things in newer ways. So he's not singing everything exactly the way he did in the nineties and he shouldn't probably, you know, um, but he hasn't like, just say, let's just say the people who complain about this sort of thing haven't had anything to complain about. Perfectly sad. <laughs> oh man! And then so, all right. So set two, we get a six-song second set, which is which is pretty great. Um, yeah. Wave of hope into fuego into Piper into Ether Edge, Mercury into free. Um, this is an interesting set, and of course a debut. But um, Megan, what what did you think of this? Um, the first part of the set, those, those first few songs. 
Well, I love Wave of Hope as a second set opener. It's been played 15 times and four of those were set to openers. And I just like love it in that slot. It reminds me of the Hartford show last summer Seems when they like, like opened up. So many more than four at this point. I know, right? <laughs> I would have thought it was I looked the it up. Yeah. yeah, I looked it up because I was like, this seems like it happens a lot. But it just reminds me of that Hartford show last summer when they opened with that like a monster set to Wave of Hope. And this jam felt like they were just kind of searching throughout a lot of it. And in the end, you kind of hear Trey find that Fuego note, whether he was looking for it or he was, you know, expected it to come. But it's cool how it emerges, how Fuego emerges out of Wave of Hope. And even though they don't necessarily get anywhere in this Wave of Hope jam, I feel like that kind of searching, exploratory feeling and energy from them is something like we should support because that's like where they, when they're willing to do that and search and explore is when you end up getting super cool stuff. And I think this Fuego is awesome. I think it's short. It's not super long, but they, I think, go to some really new places sonically. It's really layered, super communicative. Like 10 minutes in, Trey's playing these like high notes and the band is just, everybody's doing something really different and really cool. And I've really enjoyed this Fuego. I thought it was awesome in the moment and it stood up on re-listen too. And then kind of goes into this like really great Piper too, which is like only 10 minutes, but perfect again micro jam you know they packed in a lot in this jam fisherman's just driving this song with like fills and just a relentless pace and the ending is super exciting i thought these three songs in the first part of the set were just fantastic yeah i i think that fuego is probably my set to highlight uh i i think that the jam and wave of hope it really does go somewhere it goes into fuego i thought the transition there was pretty <laughs> solid and then the deep jam came out of that uh which was impressive because we've had i think fuego is on the upswing uh, of yeah. late you know they're not playing it a lot but they they've been better of of late uh there were some that were kind of in the trough if you will and they, but yeah. uh, uh, it's it's coming out quite well these days uh nice little piper i was thinking well uh, and i think i texted you guys i was thinking when i listened to the beginning of this piper you could hear them come in really quietly really delicately page that sits little you know the ascending bit and and then the crowd goes wild because they're like oh it's piper and they're really quiet but the crowd goes wild and the band elevates their volume commensurately and there's no chance of a slow intro uh so uh i'm gonna put it out there i don't think our podcast audience is sufficiently big enough to make the difference but i'm gonna put it out there that if we <laughs> all listen listen maybe they will give us the slow build if we show the patience they'll return with patience or not i don't know maybe Trey just wants to get ripping through piper he really likes to sing that i think no. Uh, also, those... shout out to the Mercury because it's uh, a really good Mercury, and that song has been a little hit and miss over the past few years. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, one of those things that you described is probably true. Um, either they'll play it <laughs> slowly or, or not. I try um, to cover all my bases so that I'm yeah. Not wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't be wrong. I do like what you said though about the about the wave of hope going somewhere because I, when I was listening to that jam, I was sort of like it wasn't like directionless, but it had a lot of the the kind of there wasn't like a lot of new ideas. It reminded me a lot of twenty two and twenty three. Like it would just sort of mm-hmm. like, but then it went. the The cool thing about the set is it, when you go into Fuego, it doesn't turn into this like what what some people call jukebox set. You know, it's not mm-hmm. just like they kind of pushed it again with Fuego and. Man, I guess the last version in Berkeley was was really big, and this one was great. It seems like it's kind of making a comeback after being, 
I think Fuego as a song that that they play for like seven minutes is kind of worthless. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, it's a funny song and kind of an interesting composition, but it is a great doorway to exploration when they want to go through it. Yeah. 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 And you could hear them like there, there's about halfway through Trey kind of starts pushing it in a new direction. And then Paige, we get this like great synth action for like the second half of this jam. And it's just, it's really fun. And it, it sounded, sounded new. And that's to me, like the most important thing. Um, so Piper and then a new song, Ether Edge, uh, played in Denver as well. That's a Trey, Trey wrote that, um, I think himself, but, um, the Mercury was, man, that was, that was really fun. Um, and then the yeah, it was so exciting. I'm going to like thumbs up like, Ether Edge and that yeah. I, you know, yeah, like too. let's hear them do that again because I think they can get. I think every the band's contributions to the song sounded really good. Paige in particular, so I like to see where that goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally I feel agree. like it also, like I was saying about, about Oblivion yesterday, it also has like that great riff that's really good for expanding. I think a lot of Trey's new songs do that. They have like these earworms that can easily send off for jams. So I, I really liked it too. I thought Trey sounded pretty again. And, you know, he just seems so happy when he's playing these new songs. And I think he's doing a good job of putting them in the right spot in the set too. I think that was a really good placement. And then, yeah, to hear Mercury played so well when they started playing it, I was like, all right, now we'll really know. This is like the test to like – are they really right. on tonight or not, you know? And and I thought they nailed it. It was beautiful. It was like confident, dancey little, you know, in that kind of instrumental section in the middle. It was really great. I thought it was an awesome version. And Free is – I just love 4.0 Free. It's like this song makes me feel so young, but when they play it now, they're playing it in this like stretchy, really patient, loose, and like funky way. I think about like last year in AC or in like Hershey in 21 where they're playing these like big, like fun freeze that are just like, it's such a summer tour song to me. It's so like anthemic and then like just funky and loose. Seems short to me. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly like sounds like they didn't want to start playing, you know, and it's an interesting kind of arc to the show where it happened the first night too, with the chalk dust set to closer. They just sounds like they just didn't want to, it's Trey like didn't want to didn't want it to end, which is a which is a great place to be. But Jonathan, maybe it's because there were four now seventy five minute sets exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see Tell how us that about shakes your theory. out. No, no, we, we, we'll no, talk no, about no. that. No theory. Uh, we'll see how things play out in Georgia, and then we'll okay. talk first, about it. The first rule <laughs> of the theory is there is no theory. Um, don't say it out loud. But, but uh, <laughs> another another great encore, uh, which yeah. I think you were probably about to say, RJ. So sorry. Yeah, about no, go for it. On you there. No, I want you to tell us your thoughts on an alumni uh, antelope encore. Well, I mean, you know, getting an alumni is a, is probably for for some people at least like a you know maybe their first or at least you know it doesn't happen very much. I guess is my point, and it has only happened really a handful of times since since two thousand nine. But um, the you know going back to the phd comment um kind of keeping the keeping the <laughs> conversation with the audience going which is which is cool um and then an antelope to close i mean i think in person like you said about the first set megan i think the second set an encore would have been pretty pretty awesome in person just because you know closing with an antelope after a kind of a rarity encore is is, is pretty sweet yeah, and this antelope is like ripping. It's just a thrashing, fun, like ripping antelope, how they've been playing them recently, which is fun. Yeah, they show no sign of being particularly tired at the end of this show. 
despite mm-hmm. the fact that they were really putting out for this, you know, the rest of the show. So that's great. I, as I said at the top of this, I think it bodes well for where this tour is going to go. Um, and uh, yeah, alumni is maybe not as rare as it used to be because they seem to bring it back every now and then. Uh, but somehow I've seen three of them uh, since 3.0. So that's good, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah but thank you. Yeah. That's all I had to say. Really, I just wanted to brag about that. I like that. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Drop. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think the, um, I guess what, well, what's everyone's kind of jam that you're going back to from this show overall? I, I I'm just, go ahead, Megan. I think it's probably between the Sigma and the Fuego. Yeah, I'm right there. Uh, that Sigma, I went back to it just a little bit, a uh, little bit ago. Uh, and it's good. I don't think I've explored it enough. So I really think I need to study it a few more times i may i may get tired of it i don't know they'll also probably play some more concerts and then i'll forget about it because of other new things but (laughs) (laughs) yeah fair fair i think the sigma (laughs) is the most interesting of the jams um from last night just i just felt like it was it had some new new stuff in there but um the fuego was really good too so i I feel like if the fuego had been like five more minutes long it would have surpassed the sigma to go five more minutes it would have had to go into the deep deep space it would have been like crazy feedback space or you know drill yes drill delay loop a drill drill is like you know it's interesting drill is a a part of fuego and mercury so we really got Mm. two drill songs in in Mm. that set hmm and um, our <laughs> Joel, who's, who's watching, and, yeah, not me, but you. Um, That's not my Joel, job. who's watching on YouTube, points out the first plasma opener. I like, I love plasma. I think it's I think me it's too. Great. Such a good Fun song. song. I'm, I'm, I'm up for them playing it more. Um, okay, last question. So there's 23 shows, um, 21 left, right? That's how math works. Um, we've had two debuts. How many? How many debuts? How many more debuts do you guys think we're gonna get? Four. I was going to say, I was going to say four, four. too. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. What do you think? I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to. <laughs> do you have, you probably have insider info. No, well, I yeah, you no, no fair. Not, no, 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 I, yes. I, I did say yesterday that Tom said that they wrote seven, um, eight songs in, you know, Oblivion and seven others. But um, that's the only info I have at this moment. Hopefully and, someone and will give me know, more info. And we know, because he's told you things like this before, how many of those pop up on the next tour and and it's not a high number sometimes yeah. they take a few tours to show yeah. up definitely or they don't do you, or they go to do you mean tour. sorry sorry do you mean four more or four total i think there may be as many as four more okay but they they could be tab songs or trey solo songs yeah. or fishman yeah. song i want a fishman song that's what i want yeah okay all right. I mean, if so you think make... how many new songs Trey played with the trio or old songs that he hasn't played in a long time, I don't know. It means I think there's more coming. I was going to say six total, and you guys said yeah. four more. So I think we're all on six for the six tour. Six or seven, or I don't know what the mm-hmm. math is because math's for other people. It's hard. It's hard. But we got, we got, I just realized today because I'm not smart at stuff, we have a three night run in, in Alpharetta this weekend. Oh, wow. Which is. That's that's pretty fun, you know, to get there. I mean, I I just feel like the past few tours where they've hit Alpharetta, 
there's just some really, really good music that comes out of there. So I, I think we're in for a pretty awesome, awesome weekend. I would say there is a high probability that after the tour, Mike's going to say, oh, yeah, that night, whatever, in Alpharetta is my favorite of tour. Because he always <laughs> picks a night from Alpharetta. So. I think they feel they, they like it there. It's a cool I spot. I've only been there once, I think. Um, but it's, it's you know, I'm into it. Seems it. hot. Very hot. Extremely hot. It's extremely now we're hot. Back where we began. Just like this show. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks, Megan. Thanks, Jonathan. Um, thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. We will be back on Saturday for a recap of Alpharetta Night One. So thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Bye, y'all. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast. And we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast.